Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right. Yes, uh, it is the 27th, and it is also episode 57. Um, we're seven shows into the tour. No, I don't know. I don't think that's true. Uh, you, talk like, you talk like the 27th and the 57th are related in the, at all, but they're not. They have the number seven in them. And some people find that number lucky, <laughs> and people want to get lucky in Vegas, and those are the next four shows coming up. Um, I know you're a little bit behind. Uh, welcome, everybody. Ticket to Game Hinge. Big crowd out there. Um, I got a few things written down here, quite a little bit. You want to talk? I'll give you some options here. Yeah. Do you want to look at some, uh, like a time travel scenario? That's option like one. Sounds, sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. Okay. Uh, do you want to look at some cool facts? And those are kind of related, those two, a little bit. Okay. Would you like to talk about um, uh, using fish as a distraction? Uh, or you just want to talk about tour and music and what's been happening there? uh i actually like the order that you wrote it in so let's just go down the list not the order i wrote it on the page that's the funny thing <laughs> I, I read it to you out of order okay um so i saw i i, I saw this cool post and there's a lot of interesting uh, comments put in it and i'm sure we'll branch off into a lot of different areas with it is uh what what would 1.0 fish think about 3.0 slash 4.0 like you know if you, if you could if they could see themselves in 1991, 93, whatever era you want to kind of call out in early 1.0 and see what they're doing now, how would they feel about it? That was sort of the, the thread that I was reading um, that had some interesting comments. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll first ask you, what do you think the guys would think about their future selves and the future band and what they're doing? So I think that Trey would have a much different opinion than the rest of the band. I think the rest of the band would be very happy that they were playing music and that people still cared. And uh, I think 1.0 Trey would view it very, very differently. In what sense? What do you mean? I think he would be a little bit critical. I think he would be self-critical on like the love and light and like not giving her. Okay. All right. That's one aspect. What about like, their sound and how well the band plays and and how they're playing the old songs now that type of thing like because obviously you know one of the comments in there is that, that i think they would be surprised at how slowed down some of the 1.0 songs are well i mean i think yeah i agree uh, they'd be like wow we, we you know we've kind of taken it back a little bit on that so it's hard, right? Because you're you're assuming that there's the awareness that they can play this song, that they're going to slow down, right? So we, it's it's hard to frame the question in that way. Um, but like I said, I think Trey would be. Dis- I think yes. I don't think the rest of the band would be disappointed, but I think Trey would be disappointed because I think part of it was like how fast and how hard and and you know what can we do with this to like? I think there was just that part of like I'll show you. Yeah, and I'll show you it's not there in four point and that's okay. But it's it's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so read a few comments. Um, <clears throat> I think they'd be jaw on the floor, amazed. I think they'd wince at some of the classics to slow down a touch, but be blown away by the quality of sound, various effects, etc. 
uh, they'd be truly inspired by how well the band improvs, how much of a team effort it is. They'd be able to tell how well they listen to one another. Right? Like, because that's obviously, you know. Um, yeah, so I mean, for that, you know, for the for the last half of that stuff, um, I don't think that's changed. You know, I don't think um, it's always been a team. You know, if you get anybody that listens to music that knows something about music that would hear the way that fish structures a jam, it's always been about the whole band. That hasn't changed at all, you know? That's true, um, yeah. You know, like that's that's obvious. You know, I don't think they would be blown away by how much better, you know, it, it's much different. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it and I'm, and I'm thinking of what aspects, it's always more interesting to, to consider what aspects have stayed the same. So listen to this one. What aspects have changed, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I like this comment. Uh, they wrote two observations. Uh, 93 Trey wants 21 Trey's rig so bad. Overall, Fish has never sounded sonically better, but need louder mic. I would agree with that, right? We've kind of talked about that. When the mix has mic up, it's, it's better, frankly. It's better. Uh, and quick side note, Mike, is, Mike has been awesome this tour, as always. Like, it's always awesome, man. It's always awesome. So good. He had a solo the other night. I forget which one it was, but it was just, it was awesome. Anyway, uh, and the second point, 93 Fish would hate the way 21 Fish doesn't segue like 93 Fish. And then there's a bit of a debate that goes on from there and there. So first, what are your thoughts on that in terms of how they transition into other songs? Because I find there are times where it's a nice, slow, mixed transition. All of a sudden, you're like, ah, everyone's kind of caught on. But then sometimes it's just, it's just Trey playing the chords to the next song over top of whatever's happening anyway. And then the rest of the guys figure out how to get there with them. Yeah, so that's an interesting point. Um, I see, I think because they didn't transition as often back in the day, um, it was much more exciting when it happened. Because when they pulled it off in 93, Right, it was like, oh my god, that was like expectations, awesome. right? Like it's it's we expect them to do it seamlessly every time and just go. But, but also, the 4.0, 3.0 songs are a lot less complicated. You cannot transition from like Reba into "You Enjoy Myself," for example. You know, like they're sonically, it's a different chord progression. Sorry, not a chord progression, but. Like everything about the song is different. So you can't transition. But when you're looking at like everything's right to more, like you can transition to those songs. That's not that complicated. It's sorry, it's less complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here's, a, here's, a, here's a pretty good post. Uh, this is from <laughs> Chubby Tumbles. <laughs> I like that name. Uh, I think the first thing they notice is the sheer amount of shit they have now. In 93, they were still on the way up a year out from MSG. Paige had just got his first baby grand to tour with in spring 93. Imagine him seeing his rig now, back then, literally, literally surrounded by keys. Um, and then they'd see Kuroda's gigantic moving psychedelic octopus of a light rig. And yeah, they'd probably be stoked on that. I think the next thing they notice is how much slower they are and how many notes Trey specifically skips in some of their songs. This quick little pause. I saw, I saw, I'm, was it a meme? It was something about Trey not playing all of the notes. And I went like, yeah, that's kind of true. Um, and it's sort of what maybe segue into a, a 
a thing about what is a cool fact about early fish in a little bit, but I'll continue. Um, uh, show them, show them a modern Forbin's mockingbird. And I think 93 Trey might toss the TV out of the window to never speak of it again, or a 3.0 yem. Oof. <laughs> um, the thing I think 93 fish would really be stoked about is the overall jamming ability of modern fish, not the speed, but the impromptu compositions. Back then, it was mainly about supporting Trey as he, as, he, as he machine gunned on the audience and then zipping through insane segues from song to song. They were still a long ways out from their funk ears or even doing consistent type two jamming from show to show. But something like the Tahoe Tweezer or those Golden Ages from 2016 or something down in front of them, and they might have been saddened at their lack of musical dexterity or their observable slowdown, but probably stoked at how good their ears get later in life. I wonder how 93 Fish, which IIRC, I don't know what that stands for, was still carefully constructing their set list, would react to knowing that there are no more set lists. So a lot there, but uh, yeah, very specific thoughts. Love I, uh, that. I, I, I like that there's an endless debate around this, you know? It's great. It's great. Like, this is the stuff that when I, again, quick side note, when it comes to, Again, trying to get people into fish. I meet a lot of people that say that they're into music, right? That that they love music. And I bring this up and I'm trying to, like, how do you get somebody to this point where we enjoy this kind of niggly details, right? Like, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. It makes sense, but it's, it's what makes it so much more enjoyable, this type of stuff that you can contrast and compare and listen and enjoy all of it and debate about this trivial stuff. doesn't matter, but- But yet it matters a lot. Yeah, it matters, right? Those who know, know. And, uh, and, and that's- oh, man. Any, I, I, My ears always, I always get defensive and I don't mean like openly defensive, but I get reserved whenever, you know, people say stuff like, oh, I'm really into music. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> are you really yeah you know yeah um like really, in, like really enjoying you know pop music i don't know man that's not i'm really into music yeah i think if you're into music you search things out right and you and you i mean we've kind of talked about this i think you're open to a lot of like different types you able to speak to why you like different things and it's not just yeah about like in the popular stuff but um mm, 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 mm. i think it was pretty much it in that that was really kind of worth talking about but yeah i mean and then it got me obviously thinking about what would what would 1.0 uh adam and dr k i think about 3.0 and 4.0 adam and dr k so i have a i have a question for you when you when you send people's fish stuff to listen to do you send them 1.0 stuff or like 4.0 3.0 stuff i don't really have the opportunity to send anybody anything like okay. um so a quick little update so buddy that i used to work with <laughs> one who who's a musician he's kind of like uh I would put him on the level of like a Justin Plett, right? In terms of, oh great, yeah. Other times he's been doing gigs and he's he's recorded a couple of albums. You can find him on Apple Music and all that stuff. Awesome. Uh, he, he's a big fan of like Jason Mraz, Ed Sheeran, singer songwriter type. So he's got a great voice. Anyway, yeah. so um, I'm gonna do an episode with him where I, where we're gonna I'm gonna do like oh, nice. and record like a reaction of him yeah, watching. Him. Been trying to get him to do it forever, and I said, look, dude, just give me an hour, not even. We'll yeah. sh I'll share my screen. We'll watch a YouTube video, you know, and so I'm thinking 
thinking for that, and again, a quick side note, I'm thinking Harry Hood. I'm thinking of Harry Hood. Because I think that'll be, I don't know, I'm just thinking Harry Hood. I think so, from end yeah. to end, it's the thing that'll make them go, like, yeah, that's really, really good band. This is what I like. This is blah, 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 blah. I don't know. What do you it's think? It's hard, right? you're singer songwriter you tend to probably listen to vocals yeah and hooks yeah right yeah like what's the draw what's (laughs) what's the draw like i'm I'm thinking of like singer songwriter music and i get the draw of like you know 70s folk music because You know, Joan Baez and Joni Mitchell had shit to say. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. I don't know. So you're trying to think of like, so you're, 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 you're trying to think of a, like a fish song that would, that would attract that type of a musical fan. Uh, I, I would try that, but I'm not saying that's the best approach because I'm making a lot of assumptions. I'm just interested to see how he's going to react. Yeah. You know, because somebody like that, I don't know, my, my assumption would be that somebody like that would just get overwhelmed with the complexity the length yeah um you know and 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 not even hear the the epic jam that unfolds in harryhood okay understand right that a lot of times when people are new to this they don't actually hear like i remember like going through this with like my wife you know she's got a good ear but i was like don't you hear like what's happening with this music like did you not hear where we started and where we are now and like how like everything's unfolding and how cool it sounds okay so some evidence he will he will hear that okay good he will because so when when he plays um so to kind of give you an idea this is funny i'll message him and tell him that we're actually talking about him he'll be flattered uh he uses so like if if he's playing a, a bar a pub whatever he'll get like basically a list or an idea of what type of music they they want he'll learn all of it Okay. Um, uh, he knows a lot of Dave Matthews type stuff. John Butler is a little bit more complex rhythmically. Yeah. He teaches guitar. He's taught okay. it, and he he will he will understand that. There's no doubt about it. He uses pedals when he plays. All that all that fun stuff. Okay, so he's a musician, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like totally. he, he's technically sound. If you're teaching guitar, then you have you know then you have some idea around like composition and. Yeah and oh, yeah. musical theory okay well that's a different story man yeah yeah he's got a couple albums on apple music okay and spotify and all those places yeah um, yeah he's got little kids now he's got two little ones he's taking a step back but yeah he used to play a lot of gigs when i first met him that's what he was really really going for um and then as it is with a lot of musicians it's tough and we don't live in the great area for it either right like it's just we don't have that scene so um but yeah he's quite uh, he's quite talented to be honest with you so um where do i want to go so there's another topic here uh that's kind of overlapping with what we're already talking about um and it was in a thread that's already a couple days old but still getting a lot of activity uh what is a cool fact about fish from when they were smaller uh 87 to 91 uh and the first comment which has a lot of uh sub comments uh is they practice relentlessly 
pre-show practice, post-show practice, tour bus practice, practice on the road all the time. They work through hand signals to improve their improvisation in order to be able to modulate and move keys so easily. Part of the reason they can come together and play so seamlessly after so much time apart is because they spent so much time practicing. And then of course, there's comments about the 10,000 hours rule, Malcolm Gladwell thing. Um, and then uh, where is it? that it's evident now basically that they don't practice enough. Okay, a lack of practice is evident in their play now. I'm not even trying to bash them, I'm just saying. Their improv is still amazing because they don't really need to practice to do that. They've been doing it together for so long, right? Like they're making that part up as they go and they, you know, they're really tightly knit when it comes to that. But the composed stuff, the fluff heads and yems and divided skies of their catalog, even the best musician can't get through those from memory without practicing them pretty consistently and they don't play them as frequently because there's so many other songs to, to pack in the set list you go back to the 1.0 shows you get three or four of those compositions in a night and they play them every three four five shows now they're playing them once every seven eight nine and there's less shows on top of that without charts like i thought yeah. i find it amazing that none of the guys have ever used a chart. Yeah. How about this song? How about Maze? I always thought a good, like, especially with the, with a video. Like, the mazes that I see now with, with, um, that, that, that might be a good one to show somebody. Maze. It's a great song, man. I love Maze. So I love good. Uh, yeah, it, it keeps climbing my, my list in terms of top, top songs. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So there's some other cool facts, just um, you know, just about how small the scene was. Ticket prices super, super low. You know, Trey would sit in with other bands. Bands used to open for them. Just typical early band type stuff. Um, this one was sort of sort of neat. Uh, when I started going to Fish, it was the small club era, late '80s. There would sometimes be a small table near the entrance, unattended, just the table. On that table would be four things, a burning candle, a pen, a piece of paper to write down your address, actual mailing address, fish stickers, classic logo. Think about this. The pen would still be there for hours. Nobody blew the candle out and there wasn't enough human activity to make an air current to accidentally blow it out. With your address, they would send you the fish update before the Donnie Schweiss uh, with a regular stamp, not postage prepaid or a machine, like literally someone like a stamp. And the free stickers, fans would take one or two or none. At the end of the, the show, there would still be some stickers left. What an amazing time. Different era. You can't, none of that would happen now, right? I love that. I love that kind well, of thing. So you have to look at, again, you know, you have to look at bands that are up and comers. You have to look at bands like Dogs in a Pile, right? Who are starting to gain attention and Goose, who are starting to play like bigger shows. You'd have to see, you know, Cause it's a different era too, man. It's not 1987 anymore. It's 2021. Yeah. 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 But I, I love that stuff. You know, and people, again, it's hard to, it's hard to separate nostalgia from, from reality sometimes. And that's okay. Yeah. Sure. I would, I would, I would love it. I would love it. If I was alive at that time, I would love it to say that I went to those shows. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Obviously, type two jams were rare from 89 to 91. Um, do, 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 do. 
They played Bouncing Around the Room at almost every concert from early 1990 through late 1991. That was the big hit. That was their song, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. They like to party. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, good times. I mean, yeah, it's uh, looking down memory lane, what used to be and what they become. It's pretty cool. Um, what else we have in here? So uh, the only thing I have for using fish as a distraction, um, we're, we're sort of touching base. So in my work, the next the next week for me is super, super busy. I don't know how I'm going to be able to see and follow all the Halloween shows, especially with the time zone change, like four, four stacked one on top of the other. Wow. I, feel like by the, but I feel like by the time, if I'm listening in order, by the time I get to actually Halloween, the video is going to be expired and I won't even be able to watch it. But my plan is, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> to, if it'll still be available on the night of the third, it'll probably be the night that I watch it. The spoil, I'll, I won't be able to ignore spoilers and what they actually do. Hey, um, don't go on Reddit. It's going to be hard for like four days. <laughs> um excuse me um but anyway uh still really really excited about that but yeah for me fish is going to be um as i have some long days in front of me a really really nice distraction going to and from work like i'll be looking forward to my drive uh that'll be my disconnect time to catch up and do my best to listen to everything that's been going on because i'm pretty much caught up to um last night uh which was Tuesday, October the 26th. I just have the second set left to go. Um, this tour has been really, really good. Using yeah. the thread today, I we're not there yet, uh, but somebody um, posted, you know, what's 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 actually better, Fall Tour 2021 or Baker's Dozen? You can't really compare the two fairly. There's already been some repeats in this in this tour, of course. Um, but it's definitely been unpredictable in a lot of ways, a lot of ways. Yeah. So, I mean, so I think that was a pretty cool accomplishment that they didn't play a song twice. I don't mind the repeats. Sure. You know, like I, don't, I think, I think the context is always right. I think Trey's calling better songs than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, by the way, I really liked that they're playing more stuff from his solo album. I think those songs are great. I think they're translating over awesome. I agree. I agree. I yeah. get excited. I get excited when Lonely Trip comes on and the Silver Light. I like that song. Yeah, evolves good. Yeah, evolves great. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, yeah, when I look at the sets and 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 I know you're not totally caught up. I don't know if you want me to spoil anything or not. Um, okay, dude, I'm so I don't know what happens when. So you just okay. You just well, so since we touched base last so um one thing that i'll call out is the first show after the i guess accident in san francisco trey did address that with the audience right and and and, um by all rights it doesn't sound like that's something he's ever had to do or had done before to address something like that um and it was really uh it sounded really genuine authentic and for sure he had a little bit of uh if you watched the video that somebody took from the crowd yeah. Um, which, which, you know, not cool, <laughs> especially that's one of the things that I, we love about fish is when they pan out, you'd see the crowd, nobody's on their phones. They're in the moment, they're bobbing heads or dancing, they're having a great time. Um, but you can see he's got some notes to read from probably to get the names right and that sort of thing. But, you know, and then speaking genuinely from there, interesting that one of the people that got injured, his wife 
was working for fish at the at the Sacramento gig and uh yeah so it was nice to hear what he had to say so he addressed that that was nice people were kind of expecting it but not sure if they would they did good um moving on so then phoenix friday night that's kind of where you are you finally got your julius opener <laughs> but and that's part of, we've fallen behind on our pick in the openers game because we're so far behind we don't know what's been played or how to predict it right so uh i don't know i don't know um but yeah i mean uh uh 18 minutes so playing it again in, in, in the first set i've been doing a lot of type two jams in the first set uh I think uh, Mike's song, good Mike's song, I'm Hyd Hydrogen, and, and we could plug and then a really good jam and everything's right yep. on that. Um, another Harry Hood in there. Really good. And then the 23rd, this is the show. So this, so Saturday. Oh my God. I don't know if the show has a name yet, but I think it's going to be, oh, that's, okay. I'm so stupid. All right. So this was at the North Island Credit Union, NICU. That's the name of the arena. Right. So they jammed 17-minute seven, NICU jam, the second song of the night after a Fluffhead opener. And NICU is in every jam for the rest of the night. It keeps coming and going. It, it, it's, it's just that riff keeps coming back. Um, it is so good. You fucking jammed on tube. They haven't jammed on tube in, in since 3.0, pretty much, right? Like since they came back in 2009, that was a big talking point. Why aren't they jamming on tube? Finally, um, like it's just the, the night. I, I don't want to ruin too much more for you, but the night is filled with jamming. The, the, you know, like the second set has only six songs, four of them. Three of them are more than 16 minutes. One of them's 12. There's just a lot of jamming. And they're just they're just going. Like it's just so good. <laughs> I don't even know how else to say it. I wish you were caught up. Um, but you have to listen to that show. Take some time. And that's yeah. what I'm going back to. And I think that's you know, might might be looked back on as the show of the tour, maybe the show of the year. Let's see. At least the sleeper. It'll be in the top three to five, without a doubt. That'll be one to remember. Um so that was great. And then it's almost like an opposite type of show on Sunday night. I won't get into too much detail because I know you're a bit behind, but a ton of songs and not a ton of jamming. Yeah. It's like the second set, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 songs. And the shortest, five minutes, 22, longest, 11.46. It's just, so, you know, if you went to two of the three or all three, you had a lot of variety and i think another element that makes it great it's it's not just what songs are they going to play what type of show is this going to be like it's it's just anything's up in the air and uh it's exciting like it's they, just awesome they've proven that uh any song can turn into a jam now like if we can't we can't question that anymore you know a hundred percent you know you got a seven minute uh like karini you know it's just they're doing some things opposite topsy-turvy upside down again we don't, I, I don't know it's uh got got us all thinking about halloween and then a and then a bathtub gin encore that's great with a great jam like so yeah and then last night i know you're not there last night was solid overall nothing crazy that sticks out really good opener 
I'll let you get into that. Um, but I'm still going through the second set. So far, so good. Um, it's all good, man. It's never bad. With a force with with a four song encore last night. Ugh. yeah, dude, really good. So great distractions. Nice to be able to do that. And then, uh, yeah, I guess after Halloween, we've got a break. Uh, we'll talk about Halloween too. We got a break until the four four nights going into New Year's, and then uh, Mayan Riviera next year in February, and that's it. That's all we know for now. So they announce oh, Mike's got a tour coming up, or did he already do it? No, I think it's coming up after this one before in November, early yeah. December, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe some good stuff that comes out of that. Halloween. Any new bold predictions? I saw one today. Somebody was predicting. Um, I think it's uh, uh, metal. The Pink Floyd album will be 50 years old on Halloween day. Um, so maybe metal, but I don't know. I don't see it. I don't even know what to predict or what to, or what to guess. I don't see it. Well, let's, let's guess something. Cause I feel like I'm going to be way off <laughs> again. Yeah. Little Richard putting it out there again. Little Richard's three albums. Wow. That'd be something, man. It would be. I'm telling you it gave like, we wouldn't we wouldn't have the Beatles or the Stones without Little Richard. That's I think there's gonna be I think there's gonna be something original. I think there's gonna be original music. How about that? Original music with a theme of some kind. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna cover an album. I think there's gonna be some originality. That's my prediction. I can't get more specific than that. Yeah, you're probably right about that because that's just in their nature. That's that's who they are now. I think, it, and they've and they've sort of that's been the trend of the last few Halloween shows. For sure. But, but, does that mean because of that, they go, ha, we're not going to do what you think we're going to do. And we go, and we go back old school to the original idea of it all. Maybe. We'll find what out. Was, what, what was a big album in 83? 1983 best albums. <laughs> this is me in 83 synchronicity by the police uh-huh let's dance david bowie they've done bowie the year he died murmur rem war you two power of corruption blah, 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 new order kill them all from the Metall- from metallica yeah pyromania def leopard final cut pink floyd peace of mind iron maiden cargo men at work eliminator zz top Violent Femmes, Violent Femmes. Uh, who knows? Shout, shout at the devil, Motley Crue. Oh, 80s rock hairband type thing could be interesting if they were to imagine them in like, like the leather leather pants, the big hair. Something really, could you imagine them? I don't, I don't think they would do it. That's not, they're too highbrow smart for it to do something really cheesy like a hair band like to do wigs and the whole deal i think that'd be awesome they're cool with makeup right they've done that before like they, they obviously will dress up and something they have to be able to play ah man it's just, it's just this is fun to guess and fascinate i suppose um and i'm glad that you know i'm glad that, te- that the technology exists so we can see it and watch it and experience it as you, you know if, if we can't be there it's the next best thing right so yeah as long as it stays up until the night of the third i'll be a happy happy guy because i got the third and the fourth off and i'll be enjoying that um 
yeah uh all right my man that's everything i've got have a good uh, have a good week we'll talk soon all right buddy play safe out there yes yeah you've been listening to ticket to gamehenge in addition to wherever you find your podcasts you can find us on instagram youtube and of course ticket to gamehenge.com where you can grab a free chapter of the book how to get your friends into fish make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.